Colter Nuanas from ESPN Montana here at the M Store. Proud to present our Nuanas Now podcast each and every day, available on all of your various podcast hosting platforms. One of their awesome partners, a guy that really is uh, helping spread the word about the M Store, is Grizz All American Junior Bergen. What's up, man? Thanks for coming in. Yes, thank you for having me. First of all, you got a cool t shirt. What's it like being on a t shirt? You're a kid from Billings, Montana, so that, yeah. might, that must be kind of surreal knowing there's a t shirt of you at the M Store. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Um, I went to a couple basketball games back home. And uh, I saw some kids running around with I their love shirt it. on. And it was really surreal. It was a cool moment, cool experience for sure. Uh, that's so cool. You guys do such a good job of embracing how much the community loves you. But when people are looking up to you like they do, I mean, they think, I mean, you're the man right now for <laughs> <laughs> the University of Montana. What's yeah. that like being a Montana kid? Um, it's different for sure. Um, you know, growing up, you kind of look up to guys like who are in the NFL totally. and stuff like that. But, um, you know, it's just great to have a, a positive influence on these kids' lives. Um, you know, I just wanted to make sure. Uh, I set the example and lead by example and give them someone to look up to. Go check out the M Store. They're located there at the corner of Higgins and Broadway here in the city of Missoula. And you can also visit anytime online, MontanaMStore.com. They have all the latest and greatest, a whole bunch of original Grizz gear. And of course, they have Junior Bergen t-shirts. Junior Bergen, proud partner with the M Store, as well as us here at uh, ESPN Montana. Thanks for swinging by, man. Yes, sir. Thank you for having me. The M Store, where they're all Grizz all the time. This is Nuwana's Now on 102.9 ESPN Radio Missoula. You people out there, you got so scared of my sports trivia questions that we had to scrap that idea when we're giving away free wings. But then I ask you a pop music trivia question, and you guys nail it. <laughs> Great job. Welcome back to Nuwana's Now, ESPN Radio, as well as SWX Montana Television. Coulter Nuwana's coming to you. From the ESPN Montana studio here at the Missoula Broadcasting Company. Missoula Broadcasting Company, locally owned and operated for 15 years and proud to say so. Uh, if you didn't uh, catch the first hour, Monday, uh, the uh, Montana Football Hour, excuse me, uh, diagnosing all things Bobcat Grizzly football as well as uh, gave you some high school scores as well. But we ended the, uh, the football hour with a trivia question for you to win a $50 gift card from Town Pump. And the question was, Mariah Carey's hit song, Fantasy, from 1995, what uh, song or what artist was it sampling from? I didn't think anyone's going to know this. A whole bunch of you knew this. The uh, correct answer is the Tom Tom Club. And uh, good job by all of you. Music aficionados. Maybe we'll do a little music trivia uh, moving forward. We talked uh, about my trip to Portland, uh, as well as the Grizzlies' trip to Terre Haute, and also gave you some scores from around the big sky. All of it on the Nuanas Now podcast, probably presented by the M Store, the Advocates, and the MSU Bookstore. Time now for the Monday afternoon quarterback with Coach Marty, longtime NFL coach Marty Mornaweg, in studio with us. He's back from a trip as well, and a crazy weekend of football across the board, including the NFL Week Two was nuts. But you had all sorts of crazy weeks too. I mean, you went all the way back east to see one of your sons, and then your other son. They win in a crazy fashion as well. What's going on, Coach? Coulter, let's turn the volume up. Last weekend and this next weekend, homecoming for the Grizz. I will tell you, I flew into New York Thursday, had a little walkthrough and meetings on Friday, went out with the offensive staff for a little steak dinner Friday night, and then I get to the ball game Really, really early after watching the Grizz beat up on their third opponent in a row. 
and I get a little exercise in. I'm watching Bobby Cade's team up there, Carroll College, and they're winning the game, and they turn the ball over, and a scoop and score, much like Arizona much won. Much like the Cardinals, yeah. <clears throat> but, uh, in fact, I called my wife, and I go, did I just see that happen? It was at the end of the game, but there was just enough time for the Carroll College Saints to go marching down the field, and they kicked a game-winner end-of-the-game winner, walk-off field goal. So that was a heck of a win. And then Columbia wins. They were up 31-0 at half, scored on their first three drives, so it was a good start for them. Grizz win. Carroll College wins. Columbia University wins. What a great weekend for the Mornhenweg family. And there must be some Mornhenweg magic going on here, too, because not only did you have your sons both get victories at their respective college jobs, not only did your alma mater post a big win in Terre Haute, Indiana, but a couple guys that you coached in your career that you've always had nothing but great things to say about, Joe Flacco and Geno Smith, are, are kind of riding high. I know the Seahawks lost yesterday. They got uh, rolled up on by the uh, San Francisco 49ers. But Geno had the performance of the week in week one, I thought. And Joe Flacco, I mean, that is truly one of the craziest wins in the history of the NFL. I think I read something like 2,200 NFL teams had been down by 14 points or more with two minutes to go, and they were 0-2,200 until the New York Jets come back and somehow, some way beat the Cleveland Browns. Coulter, I'll tell you, I was watching the great Lamar Jackson, right? How does he throw for 319 yards and run for 119 yards, throw three touchdowns, run for one, and lose. And lose. Because of your man to us. So I'm watching that in the Delta Club at, at JFK, ready to jump on a plane, coming home. And then, and then the Jets game was on. And what a great comeback by Joe Flacco and the Jets. You know one thing that occurred to me? I'll have to go back and look at it, but I believe the Browns had two minutes and 15 seconds left in the game when the Jets called their last timeout. And they gave the ball, I believe it was to Chubb, and he scores. If he goes down at the one, there's no chance that they lose the game. But you're about 15 seconds away from what the analytics and the charts say. Right. You know, two minutes, if there's two minutes or less, your opponent has no timeouts, the game's over. So there was a little 15-second differential there. But what two great games in the Delta Club, two great endings at the JFK. That's how I watch my NFL games this weekend. Well, it's a, it's a great uh, place to watch them and, and very cool for you. And I'm glad you got to catch uh, some of the action. Uh, before we get to some more NFL, uh, just one thought about the Grizz. I, I know that you uh, probably made your, your Monday swing down by uh, campus to, to practice, but I thought the Grizz, even though it was a similar beatdown that they had in their first two non-conference games, they did it in a different fashion. It, it wasn't huge returns or blocked kicks or anything like that that swung the momentum. It was them isolating their playmakers and put their playmakers in a position to succeed. They played a way more NFL-style offense. I mean, Indiana State was going to sell out against the run, as you would against a team that's probably physically more powerful than you. And Lucas Johnson, I mean, he looked like Nick Foles running that RPO, just throwing the receivers straight out the slot. Uh, 
the Grizz, I guess the question is the Grizz showed that they can win in a different fashion. And I, I think moving forward, to be able to have that up your sleeve, that's the thing the Grizz are going to need uh, when they get down to playing some of the elite teams uh, at this level. The Grizz just put a little bit more fear in their upcoming opponents with that game and the style they played. They played just a little bit more of a matchup game. Let me just tell you, looking at the Grizz, and I, I get the fortune to do a little color commentating for the Grizz this this Your debut is coming. In homecoming. Good thing we've and, been polishing you up for the last two years. <laughs> I love it. I'm learning from the very, very <laughs> best. And and uh, before I get out of here tonight, I am going to ask you for any tips Going into this ball game, but I and then also I just I got a couple of calls. The nineteen eighty two Big Sky Champions. That team is having a little reunion. Oh, cool! Friday night it starts around five at Reds down there, Mike Helan's place. So it's so a forty fortieth anniversary of that. I can't believe where did that forty years? Isn't that go? crazy? So all those 20, 30, 40 year old people out there that are listening. Enjoy life. Enjoy the process. Enjoy the journey because it does go fast. But I'm all jacked up for this weekend. And I'll tell you, getting getting back to the Grizz, they've got a defense that wrecks havoc with their opponents. For sure. They've got an offense that not only is a really physical type of mentality, but they also have some dynamic ability to them. Uh, to, to them. Uh, with all of the skill men, <clears throat> including Lucas, the quarterback. Then they've got excellent special teams that are putting the heck out of it. Now the kicker is putting it through those two <laughs> poles right there. Uh, that's a good sign. I think Bobby's got, got that thing straightened out. So what do they not have? Where's their weakness? That's what their opponents are going to have to identify to have any chance at all. I will say this, Coulter. They are going to get really the first sort of decent test of the year Saturday at 2 o'clock. Portland State will come in here uh, with formidable talent for sure. The, the Vikings are 0-2, but they played two FBSs. And uh, the thing about it is uh, twofold. One, the Grizz, for years and years and years, have won because of great talent, because of a great fan base, but also because of the intimidation that they can instill in in the opponent. One of the teams that I know isn't as scared, they might, they're probably a little scared, but they're not that scared of the Grizz as Portland State, and that's because of their head coach. Bruce Barnum knows Bobby Houck really well. Portland State, though, the other reason I think that they'll be a formidable opponent for the Grizzlies is they're going to let it all hang out. This will be like their Super Bowl. They they think that they maybe have some playoff aspirations. Well, that starts with their Big Sky Conference opener. It will be absolute. I mean, they play at a high school stadium in Hillsborough. So they're going to be so jacked up to just play at a real venue with a real fan base. I mean, they played at Washington two weeks ago. The announced crowd there at Husky Stadium was 32,000. The place holds 77,000 people. So it was half full. So Portland State will be ready to go. And Bruce Barnum will have some stuff up his uh, up his sleeve for, for Montana. So that will be an interesting fold. This is the Monday afternoon quarterback. Coach Marty, Marty Mornaweg joining us in studio as he does the second hour of each Monday show, is presented in part by Rome Student Housing. Rome Student Housing is an awesome place for students, either prospective students or incoming students or current students at the University of Montana. They have all sorts of awesome uh, amenities, high-speed Wi-Fi throughout the entire community with over 100 channels uh, on your internet uh, and cable connection. 
23-hour fitness center. It's closed for one hour because they got to make sure they keep it clean. Full washer and dryer. They have studio, one-bedroom, two-bedroom, four-bedroom, and a four-bedroom, four-bath format as well. Uh, So all sorts of different options. It's a beautiful place. It's a great way to mitigate costs, a great way to help uh, your student build some credit as as they are uh, just starting out in their their rental and uh, you know off-campus living journey so go check out Rome Student Housing appreciate them uh, for their uh, awesome uh, input here uh, to the Monday afternoon quarterback with coach Marty Uh, last thing on the Grizz for you coach I, I find this fascinating is that you got there's a whole bunch of different ways to win a football game Montana clearly, Bobby Halk wants the identity to be tough, come at you from a million different angles defensively. He wants as many guys as possible in, involved, and I think that gives the team such a great dynamic because so many guys get on the field. I mean, in, in that game at Indiana State, every single guy that made the trip played. That's a great reward for the guys that work hard. You know, you make the travel roster, you're going to get in the game. That That's pretty cool. But I also think that when you watch them, they could be totally unstoppable offensively if they wanted to just line the if they just wanted to go four wide and just line it up and just have Lucas Johnson run RPO all day long. I mean, they could score sixty points a game if they wanted to. So how do you balance those two things though? Because maybe their most explosive way of playing isn't actually what the head coach wants their identity to be. I agree with you to an extent. In fact, I was just talking to Bobby Houck after the yeah. presser. Right, he doesn't say much in the press conference. Right? <laughs> Isn't that the truth? My new strategy, though, you saw today. I, I instead of asking him what the scheme is, I know what Portland State runs, so I tell him what the scheme is, and then ask him to say how they think he matches up. And he has to think about that one for a second. He can't just say, you know, they're just good team, they play good football. It is funny though, because I think that's the biggest challenge for the Grizz going forward, though. Is the hype? It's it's themselves, yeah, right? right? And you see, you see, I mean, Coach Alex sits up there. And he doesn't say anything about all the stuff they've done well. He sits there and says, "This is what we got to do better. This is what we know they do well." And uh, you know, he he's really good at sort of mitigating the hype. Yeah, he says uh, very much about nothing. Uh, I tell him he's an expert at doing that. But uh, uh, so after the presser, I was talking to him. I said, "Look." You're 3-0. and You've got a defense. You've got an offense. You've got special teams. You just scored 47 points. On and on and on. What's the, what's the mantra this week? Because it's going to be a decent test. And so we all love confidence, right? Confidence is like a mask, but there's two different types of confidence, sure. right? There's one with great focus, confident and cocky with great focus. Then the other one is cocky and confident, and then you lose a little focus, and that could cost you a ball game. Let me tell you, he's going to have them focused for homecoming on Saturday after talking to him this afternoon. Uh, one schematic question for you. Marty Morningweg joining us in studio. It's our Monday afternoon quarterback. is presented in part by Dazzler's Car Wash. Stay tuned. Got a gift card from Dazzler's coming up. Last a schematic question for you. Portal State runs the flex defense, no. which was made uh, sort of en vogue in the early 1990s by Arizona. And uh, Teddy Bruschi first came to fame. You know, kind of running. They call it the Desert Storm. It had a great nickname, so people kind of learned about it. Break down the flex for us. Well, look, it's it's it's, it's a style. It's a philosophy. It is stop the run first, yeah. which rules and 
philosophy of the game has sort of changed sure. going to the passing game. Right. So you don't see much of it. You'll see it situationally from a select few teams. Now, here is the key. When you're playing against that style and that philosophy of defense, how do you run the football? Because it's right. an important part of controlling the game. It's an important part of short yardage and goal line situations, possibly backed up situations, four-minute situations, and, like I said, the control of the game. Great running teams run against seven-man fronts, eight-man fronts. Right. It doesn't matter. They scheme it, and they execute it with a little passion. So that will be one of the Grizz's many yeah. game plan, interesting game plan thoughts going into this game. The last time Portland State was in town for a, a real fall regular season game, they were in town for that spring exhibition in 2021. The last time they were in town here, it was in 2018. And they actually walked out of here with the first and only win that they've ever had in Missoula. And the the flex defense had the Grizz completely in disarray. Dalton Sneed was, was, I think, 1 of 12 or 1 of 13 in the first half. The flex tries to stay ahead of you. If they can, if you can get ahead of it, you can exploit it. If they stay ahead of you, they're going to confuse you. We'll have a little bit more of a breakdown later on this week of all the sort of the details. But it's it's weird fronts. They're they're giving you all sorts of different looks. And the way that Portland State plays their flex, they're kind of quote unquote flex guy. It's Anthony Adams. He's one of the best players in the United States of America. Uh, at the FCS level, a multiple-time all-big sky guy. So I uh, should be interesting. But we'll talk more about that later on this week. Let's talk some NFL. First of all, need your truck washed? Dazzler's Car Wash. Awesome place. I ran my rig through the car wash yesterday. Get signed up for their unlimited deals, whether it's the $31 unlimited deal or that $37 legacy package. You, then you could go through there and get the deluxe wash Anytime, anywhere. You you run the truck through there yet, Coach? Absolutely. It was. It's kind of like going to Chick Fil A. I mean, they're <laughs> spraying. Yeah. I mean, they've got it down. What a wash! I went through. They're spraying, it, and then you go through, and then they dry it for you, which is quality. The, the we talked about the some of the guys that had played for you that had been. Uh, that have, have had varying opinions about them. I, I was happy for Geno Smith coming out of that Monday Night Football game. He had one of the lines of the century. Everybody wrote me off, but I didn't write back. I love that. But for Joe Flacco, though, I want to ask you about him. To, for him to still be doing it. I mean, he had the great run, uh, Super Bowl MVP, you know, leading Baltimore to the, to the Super Bowl. But he's still hanging on. And he showed yesterday that he can still do it a little bit. What has helped him stay in the league for so long and, and be as good as he's been for so many years? First of all, he wants to. You know, when you get close to your players and hours and hours, you get to know them pretty well. And he once told me I'm going to play until they don't want me anymore because what else am I going to do? He's kind of like Nolan Ryan that way. Uh the man's a big guy with a big arm. He's got great experience. They would not have won that game without Joe Flacco's experience, right? So that's banked. He'll do exactly as the, the coach wants it done, right? He's very, very coachable that way. He's accurate. He makes typically good decisions. The one thing that 
he has lost in, let's say, the past six or eight years is the ability to move, even within the pocket a little bit. Sure. He's had a major knee, major hip, and some other injuries that he's gone through. But what a great backup guy. In fact, I believe I spoke on the 33rd team a few yeah. weeks ago and said that, uh, uh, you know, with Joe Flacco, they have a chance. I'm not sure they're going to actually make the playoffs because they've got a heck of a starting schedule here. But to win that one gives them some great confidence moving forward. The other one I wanted to ask you about as far as just the, within the game, we mentioned the Arizona, uh, Oak, or not Oakland anymore, Las Vegas game. Yeah. Arizona comes storming back. What a great comeback for them. I think you could really tell how uh, – how dynamic they can be when they don't have any reins on Kyler Murray, Arizona, I'm talking. But there was also a statistic in that game where Derek Carr and the, the Raiders offense didn't touch the ball for 39 minutes. There's, there's a delay, there's some turnover, whatever. Have you ever been in a situation like that? And if so, how how hard is that when a guy has to sit out for, you know, I mean, almost an hour? Uh, at every position but especially the quarterback position or anybody that handles the ball because ball security is so important. But, yes, been through it. Been through, you know, lightning delays. Been through, you know, cold weather uh, going in at halftime uh, uh, and hadn't seen the ball for five minutes and coming back out and the opponent has the ball and they keep it for another ten. And so it's sometimes it's like 45 minutes. Right. And when you're – the. the the times that it came up is when you're playing two quarterbacks. One might be a wildcat man, right. right? Lamar Jackson when Flacco was still playing. Mike Vick when McNabb was still playing. And those type of situations happen. They may have not stepped on the field for 45 minutes. It's their job. It's their responsibility. It's their duty to their teammates to be ready at all times. Good afternoon, quarterback. Coach Marty joining us here. Uh, Marty Mornowig, longtime NFL coach. Do this the second hour of each Monday's show here on Nuanas. Now you're listening to ESPN Radio, SWX Montana Television, and the ESPN Montana app. Uh, thanks for being here. Uh, you mentioned the Dolphins-Ravens game, but I think that the Dolphins are so fascinating to me because I think from a front office standpoint, the last several years they've done a good job assembling some talent. I also thought Brian Flores got a raw deal in Miami, but then they got a new voice in there, and now, and I know it's only two games in, but they look significantly better, and I have stood on the table and argued for Tua Tagovailoa a lot because I thought that most of what was holding him back was a confidence issue stemming from the bad injury that he had at Alabama. I, I'll never forget when he came off the bench in that game for Alabama, and I was like, man, this guy's a Maserati. I mean, he's throwing the ball. Look like Brett Favre. He's winging it so with so much velocity. I knew he still had that in him. I'm not ready to say he's got it all the way back. But that was a hell of a win yesterday by Miami. I, I think you said it. I think Tua just elevated himself from a solid, solid plus type of quarterback to one that you could speak about very easily in the top eight or ten in the league uh, because of the last two games. Yep. Now, his challenge is to keep that thing going and be really consistent. My biggest concern, we've talked about too a little bit, was that major hip injury yes. coming out of college. I just had, now there's so much better 
at these surgeries and, For sure. and rehabbing him and all that. So he may never have another problem. But it was just, it was that hip and some other uh, physical injuries that I'm going, geez, is he built to play the NFL game? And I'll, I'll tell you, another quarterback that I trained as a rookie is playing tonight. The great Jalen Hurts. They're three-point favorites. I hope they beat him up. It's going to be a tough game. Now, the Bills game, I'm skipping ahead here because I'm so excited. <laughs> the Bills game, they're ten-point favorites. I know. I mean, geez, I think they'll probably cover, but it's just not worth it, I, mean, I don't think. Ten-point ten favorites to a, a team that was the number one seed in the AFC a year ago. I mean, the Titans, I know they had a tough start to the year, but... They still are a really good team. Now, so. now, you've got me all juiced up because typically when I coach for more than a quarter of a, 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 a of 100 years, right, 25, 26 years, I would always look at after that second week yeah. because the num- numbers are striking. Yep. If you're 0-2, which I believe there's four. That's right. And maybe another one or two coming up here yep. tonight, yep. right? So there's And that's what it usually is, four to six or 0-2. Your chances of making the playoffs are single digits. It's like seven or eight yeah. percent. And there's been none that started off 0 and 2 in the past three years to make the playoffs. Wow. If you're 2 and 0, you've got a 62, 63 percent chance of making them. You still have to battle. For and sure. then the rest, the t- and, and so there's going to be, what, five, six of those, right? The rest, two-thirds of the league, they're all one-on-one <laughs> and in a dogfight already, uh, thinking playoffs in the near future. Are young quarterbacks that flop misevaluated or are they ruined? That's a question I'll have for Coach Marty. Plus, we'll go through some of those 2-0s, 0-2s, and everybody else who's 1-1s. And a devastating injury in San Francisco. More on the Monday afternoon quarterback with Coach Marty right after this. Keep it right here. No one is now ESPN Radio. Are you having a bad day? Did you get hurt and it wasn't your fault? Are you in trouble? No matter what has you down, you can take action and help yourself by letting Schulte Law Firm help you. Schulte Law Firm litigates injury, criminal, and civil matters, providing expert advocacy in any situation. Here with Dwight Schulte from Schulte Law Firm. When it comes to criminal defense, what's an example of why someone could or should call Schulte Law? Criminal defense happens on somebody's worst day, you know, and it doesn't mean that someone's a bad person. We all make mistakes. We all make choices that maybe aren't the best choice. And that can lead to dramatic consequences in somebody's life. So we're really focusing on personal injury and criminal defense. We do a lot of different areas of the law, though. We have a strong background in real estate. Um, We handle family law for clients, ton of mediations. The ultimate reality is, is that people have bad days. And that's when you need our help. That's when you need to call Schulte Law Firm because we know the players, we know the game. We can put people in the best position to achieve the outcome they want. If you've had a bad day, visit jschultelaw.com. One, two, three. What is now on ESPN Radio. What radio show is playing you? Too short Mariah Carey and Willie Nelson the same day. None, I guarantee it. If you can find one, please do. Welcome back. New is now ESPN Radio. Monday afternoon quarterback rolls on. Marty Mornoweg in studio with me, Coulter Nuanas. Happy to be here for the second hour of this Monday show as we are each and every second hour of Monday's show during football season. We're talking all things NFL. It's getting to be fall. The first day of fall, just a couple days away. 
That means it's gonna the weather's gonna turn and uh, it's gonna be a little bit more dirty on the roads. You're gonna need to keep your truck, your car, your rig clean. We're gonna help you do it. Dazzler's Car Wash proudly presenting the Monday afternoon quarterback, as well as hooking you up with a fifty dollar gift card each and every Monday. Call us right now. Call number four four zero six triple eight one zero two nine. That's eight eight eight. 1029. Call us right now. Caller number four. We got a $50 gift card to Dazzler's Car Wash just right next door. Ton of quick hitters to get to from this weekend of NFL play. But one broad question I want to ask you, coach, is this. We, we were talking about Tua Tagovailoa in Miami. He's got an offensive minded head coach now in Mike McDaniel. And I know it's only two games in, but they look a lot better offensively. They're, I mean, yeah, Terry Kill, that helps your offense quite a bit, too. I mean, one of the fastest guys in the history of the league. But we've seen it so often when quarterbacks get drafted, and sometimes because the organization develops the, the personnel around them, they have an opportunity to have some success. Other times, they get thrown to the wolves on a bad team, and it sort of crumbles them. And, th- and then there's sometimes when guys are just misevaluated. They, they just weren't as good as people wanted them to be. But where are you at with young quarterbacks and the way that they develop and evolve? How much is continuity important for a young quarterback early in his career? Well, you're exactly right. It happens both ways, Coulter. Um, the man sometimes just isn't good enough. And the transition from college to the NFL just didn't happen for the young man. There are some great, great college quarterbacks that just didn't make it in the for NFL because sure. they weren't good Many. enough. Yeah. Now, on the other hand, you've got the great college quarterbacks getting drafted early in the first round. Yep. Well, who's drafting up there? Bad teams. Teams that didn't win any games. The worst team. So the best scenario is as that quarterback is maturing, the team is getting better over the course of, let's say, his first three or four years. Troy Aikman, 0-10 as a starter in his rookie year with the Dallas Cowboys. Right. First ballot Hall of Famer. That's right. Many Super Bowls, yeah. right? You've got... But they went and got him an offensive line, too. That helped. They got him everything. They got an offensive line, Hall of Fame running they got back. Defense. Yep. They, everything counts. Offense, defense, special teams to allow a quarterback's true skills to show. So I think you've got both ends of it. You mentioned the uh, older Carr, right? Yeah, David Carr. <clears throat> sure. You know, he got sacked so many times. If you can make it through it, right, you're even better when you come out the other end. I mean, people forget the single season record for interceptions thrown in a season. I guess until Jameis Winston broke it the other uh, a couple weeks or a couple years ago was Peyton Manning. His rookie year, I I think he threw 28 picks. 28 picks led the league. We played them that year, and I believe they'll. They probably we were pretty good now. Sure, they they had a chance to beat us. Yeah, if he didn't throw three picks in that game. However. However, you knew that he was going to be a really good quarterback, and they didn't care in his rookie year. Give him experience. Keep throwing the football. We're not going to blink. We're going to go through the ups and downs. Now you get a man uh, like the 49ers, young quarterback, second-year quarterback. Shattered his leg yesterday, season-ending surgery upcoming. It's terrible for him. So that is horrific for this young he'll he'll overcome it right physically yeah. but it's just a little devastating 
for his progression yeah. and what the plan was for him. Yeah. Right? I wouldn't. I wouldn't uh, be uh, too disappointed if if he is. It might be a couple of years now. Right. Right. right? Uh, uh, Geno Smith. I thought when I had him as a rookie, and and and. He had very, very little around him. Yeah. We had to maneuver like heck on offense and use all of our capabilities. I thought, just because of the way he was built and his maturity level and his skill, I thought year four, five, and six, right in that area, he might hit it. Well, he had what Trey just happened. He had a yeah. ACL. He had another big injury. And now, years later, sure. here comes his next opportunity. Yeah, it, it, it is so interesting uh, to analyze all of it. Last night, Sunday Night Football, Packers-Bears. Packers are just laying it on them, as you'd expect. I mean, this is ex- the, the script is following exactly what it followed last year. The, the Packers get blown out in week one, and then they come back, get right in a division game week two. Then they got a primetime game in week three. Last year, they won that primetime game. This year, they're going to play Tom Brady in the Bucks. Uh, so we'll see. But Justin Fields, the young quarterback for the Bears, he had, in the second half, he had a throw where he you could see he read the safety, the safety slipped a little bit, and he thought he could fit it in there, and the guy still swooped in and, and makes the pick. I said to myself, right when he threw that pick, I said, that's a throw you can make in college, you can't make it in the NFL. But the guy is going to have to, you have to learn that by doing, right? How much of it then is just him compartmentalizing that and, and moving on from it? Well, I'll give you another example, the great Brad Favre, another first ballot Hall of Famer. You know, he's in Atlanta for a year and then Green Bay and then he gets his opportunity. And I believe it was eight and eight, eight and eight, eight and eight. Right. And he was in the middle of figuring out exactly what he could get away with and what he couldn't going from college to the NFL. And once he figured it out, it was three MVPs back to back to back. So uh, sometimes it takes a young man just a few years to get uh, accustomed to it. Now, the Burroughs kid, I think he figured it out really quickly yeah, for sure. on top yeah. of a big-time injury. So he he sort of just seamlessly transitioned for where sure. other great, great players, it might take a handful of years. Monday afternoon quarterback here on Nuanas Now, ESPN Radio, Marty Mornaweg, longtime NFL coach, joining us in studio as he does for the second hour of each Monday's show here at Nuanas Now. Uh, Indianapolis may be one of the, the disappointments of the year so far. You were mentioned, I mean, you only had about a 6% chance of making the playoffs when you start 0-2. The Colts are certainly the most surprising 0-2 team in the league right now. Well, the Colts in Cincinnati. For sure. Yeah, you know, and now, if there was one of those teams that I thought could rebound and make the playoffs, it would be Cincinnati. Indy is really disappointing because the expectations were sky high for them. For sure. They moved the quarterback out, Wentz. Yep, yep. They moved another quarterback in, you know, Matt Ryan, Matty, Matty Ice, yep. Matt Ryan, and it just looks horrible for them right now. Can they come out of it? Can they be like one of those 6 or 7% of the teams that come off of an 0-2 start to make the playoffs? I think they're talented enough. For sure. But you got to have a little mojo and a little confidence, right? Even at that level, confidence goes a long, long way. The division that they're in is going to help them a little bit, too, because I do think the South isn't going to be as competitive as the other three divisions uh, in the AFC. But you have to wonder. I mean, Frank Reich has been there. Uh, he he was good. And then last year was uh, an object, abject disappointment. And now 
they're off to a tough start. So, I mean, it remains to be seen what goes on uh, with Indianapolis. One piece of news for those that follow uh, sports around the uh, state of Montana, Troy Anderson, a guy we've talked about a ton on the show, a guy who's come on the show many times, a Dillon, Montana native, a Montana State alum. He had his first breakout play. He's played a little bit on special teams. I think he played 28 snaps week one. Didn't record a, a snap, but he played uh, extensively yesterday. Had three tackles defensively, but also came through, blocked a punt. The Atlanta Falcons, they lost to the, the uh, Los Angeles Rams, uh, but a cool moment for a, a kid from a small town in Montana. And uh, the thing about Troy Anderson is it's not just like this underdog story, though. The dude is a specimen. He's going to continue to make plays in the NFL if he stays healthy, but uh, certainly uh, worth mentioning. With the Bengals, though, Coach, this is the, the most fascinating part of what's going on with the Bengals in their 0-2 start is last year they defied everything that I'm always screaming about in terms of offensive line play. Their offensive line was no good last year. They gave up 50-plus sacks, yet they still made a run to the Super Bowl. Well, what did they do? They went out and got a bunch of what they thought was good offensive linemen, and now... They're even worse at protecting the quarterback. What's going on in Cincinnati? Well, first of all, Coulter, you know my thought process on sacks. Two-thirds of all sacks sure. can come directly right back to the quarterback. Now, line coaches don't like to hear that because they like to give, uh, you know, uh, this is a half sack on this man, a right, half sack right. on this. You know, uh-uh. Quarterback, quarterback can get the ball well, out. I mean, that's, that's the funniest part, right? Is Tom Brady's probably the slowest quarterback in the NFL. He gets sacked the least because he gets rid of the ball, right? Uh, 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 Tom Brady. Uh, Rodgers. Uh, well, now, Rodgers is unique because he doesn't take many sacks, but he's a move-around guy. It's kind of the opposite of, the, of the, all these great scrambling quarterbacks. Yeah. You live with typically a few more sacks sure. than, than Peyton Manning. Sure. Peyton Manning, he doesn't take sacks. Right. You know, I mean, he gets sacked like... Single digits in the whole year. Totally. It's like eight sacks. I'm going, this is crazy. He, because he understands that it's not a bad play uh, when you're trying to throw the ball in the dirt and right. throw it away. And and I know he's got that philosophy. And where these great scrambling, uh, athletic, um, dynamic type quarterbacks, they think they're Superman. And you live with that just a little bit, and so you take some more sacks. And however, because of their dynamic ability, you typically overcome those time and time again. Surprise 2 0 team, surprise 0 2 teams, plus a look at the doubleheader on Monday Night Football. I'll take you home here on your Monday. Keep it right here. Nuana's Now, ESPN Radio. At Jewelry Design Center, they can make anything you desire. We have branded jewelry that you'll see across the world and the country. And you have full access to our full manufacturing shop. You can look in the case. You don't have to start out designing something. You can see anything that we have in the case that customize it for your personal experience. Jewelry Design Center now open in Missoula at 2501 Brook Street across from the Montana Club. Jewelry Design Center, your jeweler for life. Homecoming in Missoula and a 40th anniversary for this guy. Crazy to even think about, right, Coach? 
I didn't think about it until I got a couple voicemails, yeah. and I'm going, one from the great Scotty Gratton uh, and was the first one to inform me, and I'm going, it's been 40 years. And look, at, in, in 1981 and 1982, I mean, it was, it felt like a fist fight every game. I mean, it was... Idaho and Boise and Nevada. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I mean, it NAU. was uh, NAU and Montana. I mean, it was a physical, physical game, uh, each and every game. And, and we kind of liked it that way. And that year, uh, some people would say our 81 team was a little bit better than our 82 team. But I will tell you, you either win a championship or you don't. That's right. Right. And we, won the games we had to win, and we won a bunch of them at the end of the game. Marty Bordeweg, first and foremost, a University of Montana alum and uh, the quarterback of that 1982 Big Sky Conference Championship team for the Montana Grizzlies. That was their first Big Sky Conference Championship in, I believe, 13 years uh, when they won that title back in 1982. And it'll be a 40th anniversary celebration this Saturday uh, for homecoming. It's the Monday afternoon quarterback with Coach Marty. Uh, he's in studio with us. Thanks for reminding me. I got to call Scott's son, Zach, back. He called me while I was on the road. And I, Zach. So it's good good, good memory there. Zach Gratton. <laughs> hopefully he's listening. He's a loyal listener, and uh, uh, he always calls in and has uh, stuff to say. So I appreciate all their uh, support here as well. Uh, Monday afternoon quarterback is presented by Front Street Pizza. Front Street Pizza. Located there uh, across from the old public library, just a block up from the new public library. They got traditionally sourced delicious pizza. Sell it by the slice or they sell you the whole pie. Go check out Front Street Pizza and uh, be sure to tune in every Friday to Nuanas Now. We give you a free pizza from Front Street Pizza uh, every Friday as part of our Friday Pie Day. A couple, uh, there's four total 2-0 teams in the NFL right now. Two of them, not that surprising. Tom Brady and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Patrick Mahomes and the Kansas City Chiefs. Uh, the... Other two 2-0 teams, though, that are a little bit surprising, the Miami Dolphins and definitely the most surprising 2-0 team in the National Football League is the New York Football Giants. Uh, what, what do you think of these two uh, teams so far? I guess it can show you the the energy and the and uh, the the gusto that a new coach can give you because both of them first-year head coaches, Miami and New York. Yeah, well, that's why it's a little surprising, right? Uh, why did they get hired? You know, typically they're not very good. Uh, Brian Dayball, very, very aggressive, especially the first game going for two and getting it and all of those things. So he's kind of set the mentality, the tempo. We are going to be an aggressive, aggressive team. And then there's a couple more. The Eagles could be 2-0 after tonight. For sure. And the Bills 2-0. I don't think those are two big surprises. But... uh, I, I suppose that one of these te- teams may very w- well end up winning the Super Bowl. It could be interesting for sure. Um, the Bills, the betting favorites coming into this year, they looked like it in their first game. Uh, they're already playing right now against the Tennessee Titans right now. So we'll get you a score here in uh, just a minute on that. But the nightcap, uh, the Minnesota Vikings versus the uh, Philadelphia Eagles in Philly. Philly's the place you spent the majority, and I should say the majority, but the longest-term tenure you had in the NFL was in Philly. And Philly's one of the great sports cities in the United States, uh, for sure. And uh, <laughs> definitely um, a place that has 
unbelievable fans. It comes with unbelievable scrutiny as well. Uh, but certainly uh, one of the great places when it comes to professional sports in the United States. Do you have any fo- Monday Night Football memories from when you were in oh, Philly? Oh, absolutely. Well, I, I will tell you. I turned that job down one time because we had just, when I was the coordinator for the 49ers, just played a Monday night game there, right? And it was a mess. Bottle rockets, fist <laughs> fights. I mean, it was a mess. We're up 21 nothing. The only time in my career I went at halftime and I'm coaching Steve Young. I'm coaching the great Steve Young, and he's getting older. Right. He's had a couple concussions. And I'm saying, Steve, and we're playing with the old vet. You know, that turf was horrendous. I'm going, Steve, we're going to get in to the second half, and we're getting the hell out of this place. <laughs> and that was the game where they ended up putting the judge in the stadium from that point on in the basement. So if you got arrested, <laughs> you went right to the judge right down there. But I'll tell you, by the time I took that job, there was a new stadium, a new facility. The fans are very, very unique. They think they're part of the team, and they think they want to win more than the player or the coach. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, I yeah. mean, it's crazy that way this mentality. They try to pull their best players down. They try to break them down. And then after they're done, they want to build a statue of them. Right. It's just a strange mentality. And the press is wicked, right? Sure. But I learned to sort of really like that part of it. Yeah. Uh, you know, the press conferences and, and you know, I remember, I believe it was Smith, the baseball player for the Phillies, one time the famous quote in, in the city of Philadelphia, the uh, greatness of victory. What's the old uh, uh, sports world thing? The, the thrill of victory. <laughs> yeah. And the agony of reading about it the next morning. <laughs> That's right. Great quote, one of my favorites, and that's Philadelphia for you. <laughs> no one is now ESPN Radio, SWX Montana Television, and the ESPN Montana app. Just a couple minutes left. 7-7, the Bills and the Titans tied in the first uh, round of your NFL Monday Night Football tonight. Two minutes to go in the first quarter. Uh, Minnesota and Philadelphia, they, they square off a 6.30 p.m. kick time. Uh, for the second round of, of Monday Night Football. Uh, this is, b- Either of the teams that win this game could be 2-0, and and I think that both of them uh, coming into the year, playoff aspirations, certainly. Uh, maybe the Eagles, a little bit higher aspirations as potentially the front runner in, in that division. But what do you think of this matchup with Minnesota and Philadelphia? Well, Minnesota, I think, had uh, surprised people in week one. They looked really good, didn't they? They looked they good on offense. They look good on defense. It looked like they were together on special teams. They look like a heck of a team. And I'm wondering if that's a little bit of a facade right. or can they keep it rolling. Very difficult to, to get a great evaluation in the first one or two weeks because the biggest jump, positive jump for a team is between week one and week two. And then some come out of the gate, boom, and they look great. And then... They sort of revert back to where they are talent-wise. It'll be interesting to see, too, because I do think that the Dolphins, the Giants, and perhaps the Vikings have a little bit of the element of surprise, having hired offensive-minded coaches uh, and then you know going up and, and throwing it all over the place. That was the Vikings last week. I mean, they threw the ball to Justin Jefferson in a variety of ways that he'd never gotten the ball before. Can they continue? I don't know. I think it'll be a hell of a game. I actually think it is a preview uh, for the playoffs. Thanks so much to Dazzler's Car Wash. 
as well as Front Street Pizza and Rome Student Housing for their proud sponsorship of the Monday Afternoon Quarterback. And thanks to this man, Marty Mortenweg, for sitting with us like he does the second hour of each Monday show. Enjoy your Monday night. Enjoy the Monday night football doubleheader, and we'll see you tomorrow. Tons of high school football tomorrow. Justin Angle of the University of Montana Business School in studio with us as well. We'll see you then. This has been Nuanas Now, ESPN Radio. It's finally starting to feel like winter around here, and if you need some nice winter gear, how about the fine folks at Sitka? They make awesome winter clothes, and they sell custom Bobcat Sitka gear at the MSU Bookstore. You can shop online anytime at msubookstore.org, or of course you can check out the MSU Bookstore live and in person there on the Montana State campus. They also have some graduation regalia back in order there at the MSU Bookstore. They have an awesome American Indian Council selection as well. Visit on campus anytime you need blue and gold or visit online anytime, anywhere, msubookstore.org. MSU Bookstore, your best place for blue and gold on game day or any other day located there on the Montana State campus.